We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Oregon Ducks are preparing for a massive recruiting weekend this weekend when they face the USC Trojans. We're talking Oregon recruiting on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? How we living? Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. Just in case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, publisher and lead editor of Ducks Digest, covering the Oregon Ducks over on Sports Illustrated, part of the fan over on Fan Nation, part of the Sports Illustrated Network, coming to you from beautiful Eugene, Oregon. It's Tuesday, November 7th, 2023. Super stoked to be back on the pod and to be back in the Northwest. Man, I am so glad to be back here. Uh, we're getting plenty of rain, but we're also at that part where you get some, some the sun breaks through, you got leaves on the ground, you know, just all those things that that I really enjoyed when I lived up here. So glad to be back. But man, is it a big opportunity this weekend for Dan Lanning and the Oregon Ducks against the USC Trojans. Not only on the field, we're going to definitely get into some of that. We got to talk about off the field. We got to talk about Oregon recruiting and just some of the guys that are expected in town this weekend, where things are at with the Ducks in this 2024 class. If you're watching on YouTube at Oregon Football Max Torres, do me a favor, hit the like and subscribe buttons. We are on the road to 3K, and the support has been awesome from you guys. My setup looks a little bit different, as you would expect when you're on the road. So uh, hopefully it's not too too messy in here. I tried to clean it up a little bit, but I uh, really wanted to get an episode out to you guys uh, talking about some Oregon recruiting. So just to kind of lay the foundation uh, for the episode and kind of where things are at for Oregon with recruiting and with USC coming to town this weekend. Uh, we got to speak with Dan Lanning. I got to speak with Dan Lanning on Monday night. Not, I don't usually get to say that when I say we, I mean the reporters, but I was there. I got to ask a couple questions, which was super fun, but Lanning was asked about just kind of the opportunity that Oregon has this weekend on the recruiting trail. And he said, quote, it's going to be huge. It's huge for the atmosphere that our fans create. It's huge for how our team performs recruiting in these scenarios. You don't get to spend as much time with the recruits as you want because you're spending a lot of time preparing your team, but this will be a big, but that will be a big, big piece of this weekend. So landing, stressing the importance of recruiting. This is why you have a big staff, not only to, 
you got to be able to be ready for these kinds of situations when you have a big time opponent, a big game that's coming to your school. But not everybody on the staff is just focused on the game. You have people that you hire specifically to recruit. And Dan Lanning's recruiting staff is definitely one of the very best in the entire country. So he's ready for this. They're ready for this. And I think with Oregon and USC, this takes on a little bit of an extra layer of importance because they've become quite the rival on the recruiting trail, right? How many times do we see those top school lists comes out? They come out and you have Oregon and a bunch of really elite schools. You got big time recruiting powers like Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas, and then Florida and Oregon. And then there's another West Coast school out there and usually it's USC. So Oregon and USC have become massive rivals on the recruiting trail. They they already were, they have been for a long time, but with Lincoln Riley taking over that program, which is in a little bit of an interesting spot right now, to put it lightly, they've they've surged as a recruiting power. Uh, I think they have the number 19 class right now, so not crazy impressive. Oregon's at number six, last I checked, according to 247 Sports, but Oregon and SC have become huge recruiting rivals. So how can you take another step? How can you help yourself out in a recruiting rivalry? You know, beat the heck out of them on the field. And I know that that's certainly what, what Oregon would love to do. I don't think winning a game like this is going to decide recruitments. I, I don't think that recruits really operate that way. I think sometimes fans think they operate that way, but I don't think that a head-to-head game like this or just in general really is going to be the the end-all be-all in any recruitment. But I think if you just look at what Oregon's been able to do against USC on the recruiting trail recently, you don't have to look too far. Look at 2024 with Dakota Fields, a, a really talented cornerback out of Southern California, Gardena at Unipro Serra. He's committed to Oregon, and I've gotten to cover him extensively since I moved out to Southern California. And, and he said that the move, Oregon's move to the Big Ten was the green light for him to go ahead and, and commit to the Ducks a former USC commit. I didn't really think that that one was going to stick. I knew Oregon for sure was going to stay involved. And, and the Ducks have so many recruiting ties and so many ties to Southern California on this coaching staff. Demetrius Martin, I think, is one of the strongest ones when it, when you're talking about the the assistant coaches. He's uh, he's from Pasadena, and, and he got his son Cole Martin up here, as well as Southern California guys like Solomon Davis, Roderick Pleasant, it was another big one from Sarah, probably the fastest guy on the team, but we haven't seen too much of him yet. Um, Dalen Austin out of Long Beach Poly, a corner they flipped from LSU late last year. The list goes on, but you have Demetrius Martin, Rashad Wadud, who's a huge asset to what the Ducks want to do on the recruiting trail. Cannot, cannot stress that enough. He's a name that comes up all the time in my conversations covering uh, recruiting for, for the Ducks. And uh, just in the Golden State in, in California at large, you also have uh, Tosh Lapoy, the, the defensive coordinator. He's another big, uh, big heavy hitter on the recruiting trail. You have Tony Washington from the Inland Empire. Uh, he, he's working with the defensive line. You have Suava Poti, who's a former player that is, is on the Oregon staff now working with the defensive line. He went to St. John Bosco. You have Mateo Uyunglele, who's a current player on the roster from Southern California out of St. John Bosco that Oregon beat out USC and Ohio state to land. So there's just, this is like one of my favorite things to talk about because this is a huge part of the reason that I moved to 
to Southern California because Oregon likes to prioritize that area so, so heavily. So I don't want to get on too many tangents, but man, like that just hopefully gives you guys an idea of really what Southern California means to Oregon. And I think this might also be a good time to, to mention what, uh, what Lincoln Riley has said uh, about recruiting the state of California um, because he said some stuff recently that was uh, pretty interesting. And I talked about it on an episode of the pod. And um, the thing that was interesting to me is that he said, um, where was it here? I'm looking it up. He said, um, I think in my evaluation of the program, when we got here and start looking at the roster, I think there were a lot of players from the state of California that, in my opinion, should not have been on the roster for one reason or another. Hiding behind the curtain of, well, at least we're recruiting California kids, doesn't do the program any good. There's there's more to that quote, but I think those are the interesting parts of it because you have guys all throughout California that are starring for Pac-12 teams. Look at Noah Fafita from Anaheim, Servite, California. He's the starting quarterback at Arizona, and he's crushing it. So I think that, that those comments uh, about uh, California definitely rubbed some recruits the wrong way. Um, I think that I, 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 he's just been saying some interesting stuff lately, and I don't think he's doing himself a lot of favors. Uh, USC, with the, with the firing of Alex Grinch, obviously their defense is reeling, and that's been a huge part of what's holding them back. But man, Southern California is the talent hotbed of the West Coast. And when Clay Helton was at the helm at USC, they weren't doing that well recruiting SoCal. And who was taking advantage of that? Oregon. Mario Cristobal as the head coach and, and a lot of other big, really good recruiters at Oregon. And the Ducks really capitalized. They, they built inroads into St. John Bosco and to modern day. And those have only continued to flourish. Junior Adams, it's another guy who's from the Bay Area, Northern California. He's got tremendous ties throughout the state and and probably doesn't get spoken about enough as a, as a recruiter for the Ducks. So the, the Ducks are just really prioritizing Southern California. And USC is the face of Southern California football. Even though UCLA and Chip Kelly have, have definitely taking a step in the right direction lately. I think that when you think of Southern California football, it really starts with USC. So just kind of going into some more detail about kind of this weekend and setting the stage for a big recruiting weekend. I asked Dan Lanning about what his thoughts were about what the rivalry means. The rivalry against USC means to the program and, and means to the fan base because he's gotten to coach in some big rivalry games, Washington and, and Oregon state, those games haven't gone his way. Clearly the ducks way clearly, but landing said, quote, I think certainly this one, especially for the, especially the amount of time we spend recruiting in California, the battles that exist just in every sport between our universities. This is one that obviously means a lot to a lot of people, but I can promise you, nobody wants to win this game more than myself and our players. So now we have a good sense of just kind of the backdrop of this recruiting weekend for Oregon. And I want to take a look at the, the updated rankings. You got Oregon at number six. I don't have my monitor here, so I can't share my screen, unfortunately. But you got Oregon at number six behind Alabama, Florida State, Florida, Ohio State, and Georgia. Uh, the Ducks have the number one class in the Pac-12, the number two class in the Big Ten, if you want to go ahead and put them in that Big Ten conversation because that's where they're heading in 2024 next season, right? The Ducks drop that schedule 
uh, 13 games next year, their first full year in the, in the big 10, but Oregon's at a really good spot heading into this weekend. And I think something that you need to consider is that you kind of have, I want to say either three or four weekends left to really make some noise, really make some impact, some impactful visits with these recruits because you have USC and you have Oregon state. Those are the last two home games this year. And I think Oregon's probably going to try to get a couple of guys, uh, you know, up on campus in December to really make that last impression. Jericho Johnson is one that's been a big talking point lately on the recruiting trail for Oregon, big time defensive lineman out of Fairfield, California, our Mio high school, Adidas All-American selection. He's a huge target for Tosh Lapoy, Tony Tuioti, and Dan Lanning. I've had my pick on Oregon to land Jericho Johnson since early October, and uh, everything that's kind of come out in the time since then has only strengthened my my uh, feeling for Oregon to get that one done. I think something crazy would have to happen for the Ducks to lose out on that one, but this is why you got to continue recruiting him. Uh, he's taken all his official visits to his finalists, except for Oregon, I believe. Uh, I, he actually, maybe he still has to get out to USC. He's working from a final four of Oregon, Washington, Utah, and USC. I, I want to say he's taken all of them except for Oregon. He was in town for the Colorado game in September. So the ducks did a good job there. And then Tosh Lapoy is really working to kind of hold on to that cherished last official visit that is probably going to come in late November or maybe even early December. Jericho Johnson plans to announce his college commitment during the early signing period, but told me, when I last spoke with him that he wanted to make that decision in-house and keep it kind of uh, close to the vest, right? So I still think Oregon has a great shot to land Jericho Johnson and could really have the best defensive line haul in the entire country. We've talked about that on a recent episode, but Solomon Williams is another guy that that is worth talking about. The talented edge rusher out of Tampa, Florida, Carrollwood Day High School. He took an, uh, It looks like he took an unofficial visit out to Alabama last weekend and I think with with him reportedly putting Oregon in his top two schools, I think you got Oregon and Bama or Oregon and AM. AM always does a good job of kind of lurking around in these recruitments. They've really landed a lot of top guys recently, especially along the defensive line. But it's no secret that things aren't really going super well out in College Station. Kind of a messy situation with Jimbo Fisher and the the buyout for his contract. But I think that that's a guy if Oregon really wants him, they can turn up the heat to get Solomon Williams, but I'm not quite ready to make a prediction on that one at this time. Let's talk about some of the guys that are coming to campus this weekend. You're already seeing some big time commits that are going to be coming to campus. And if you have a lot of commits on campus, you're just, you have guys that are going to be able to ultimately help you recruit, talk to these recruits and be like, this is, this is why I came to Oregon. This is what I'm seeing. This is what the staff sold me on. This is why me and my family feel comfortable coming here. And I don't think you can overstate the importance or the value of having those guys on campus. And Oregon's getting some of their best ones this weekend. You got both your 2024 quarterback commits, Luke Moga out of Phoenix, Arizona. He's going to be on campus. Michael Van Buren out of Baltimore, Maryland. He's going to be on campus. And then you also have just today, uh, Jordan Anderson, 2024 Oregon wide receiver commit out of Newport Beach, Newport Harbor High School. He's going to be on campus as well for a visit. And I know that uh, he has definitely been a vocal recruiter for the Ducks. He's super stoked to, to be coming to Oregon. So you have those guys on campus and, and you really, you really want to try to close the gap. I think that the, the nice thing for Oregon with where they're at is that they're pretty full already 
when it comes to just the pure numbers in this class. They have 24 commitments right now with um, with Aiden Breland and Sione Laulea being the latest ones. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready for a spring break to remember? Amtrak's got just a ticket for you and your crew. With share fares, you and your friends can save up to 60%. The more who travel, the more you save. Skip the hassle of driving through the Northeast while exploring D.C., Philly, New York, and Boston. No middle seats and plenty of legroom are just an Amtrak away. And with stops right in the heart of your favorite cities, you'll arrive downtown, not out of town. Savings start with three travelers. Eight travelers required for 60% discount. Visit Amtrak.com slash sharefares to book. Restrictions may apply. But because they have a pretty full class, that allows the staff to really focus in on a couple of these top guys that are still remaining in in the they're still on the board and they're going for some flips too i think that's something that we can talk about a little bit later as well i think one of the biggest names that's going to be on campus in the 2024 class is roger saliapaga from orem high school in utah that's where the ducks found noah sewell in the 2020 class so they definitely have some strong ties there we know that dan landing and the coaching staff have been super high on the talent coming out of uh, the beehive state um that's kind of a cool state nickname but they really liked some of the talent coming out of there. Um, you have guys like Jackson Powers Johnson and Jeffrey Bossa that, that came out of the state of Utah. And I think the Ducks still want to add some more talent offensively. This is definitely a defensive-heavy class. And I think with good reason, you need to bring in difference makers along the D-line, along the edge, and certainly in the secondary as well. But they're they're not taking that offensive side for granted. And I think Roger Saliapaga, with him taking his official visit to Oregon this weekend, the Ducks can really make a move there. I felt pretty good. I have my pick on Oregon. He's going to be announcing his college commitment on December 1st. So give or take about three weeks for Oregon to try to seal the deal here. Uh, he was on campus for the Colorado game. So getting him back relatively uh, soon after that visit is, is only going to help them, I think, uh, try to win out in that recruitment. But you still have some other programs that are lurking there. He has a top 10, but I'd wager it's kind of down to a top four or five. Uh, Auburn's another school that's been in the mix there with Roger Saliapaga, and he's going to be visiting Auburn for the Iron Bowl later this month against Alabama. So that's a school that you can't count out. That's kind of been the biggest threat that I've been hearing about with Oregon, um, you know, in terms of Oregon's biggest threat there in that recruitment. And you also have Tennessee, Tennessee taking on Georgia in a couple weeks, I think, and he's going to be making it out to, to Knoxville, out to Rocky Top for that visit. Uh, for that game to take his official visit. So three official visits left for Roger Taliapaga. Utah was another school, is another school that is heavily in the mix there. And you figure that Kyle Woodingham and the Utes have to have a decent shot because that's the home state school. 
never been a school that's been recruiting at a super elite level, but I think they just do a, such a good job of getting the right guys in that system, in that culture, in that program. Um, and then obviously what they've been able to do, they kind of hit a little bit of a wall, right, with Oregon, just with all the injuries that they have. But what they've been able to do, Kyle Whittingham has definitely proven that he's the best coach in the Pac-12. And, and Sally Apaga told me after that Utah official visit, which was against Oregon, uh, which I think only helps Oregon's case, he said that that was kind of a trip that really reminded him why he loves Utah and why the the Utes are a, a big contender for him. So those are some of the big names uh, that are expected on, on campus this weekend. I think that there's some buzz around Xavier Philsimi the 2024 five-star Florida safety commit out of McKinney, Texas. Uh, he did a recent interview with Mike Roach uh, of 24-7. Uh, he was actually out West last weekend for his uh, for a USC visit, so they're staying in the mix there. But there was an interesting little tidbit that came out of that interview with Roach. He said, uh, I think I think the quote was, I'm, I'm done with OVs for now, but I, might, but I might visit Oregon this weekend. So I read that and I said, oh, Oh, is that is that right? Because I remember a couple of weeks ago I was reporting that Phil Simon was a name to watch for Oregon fans, and he's a five star. So we talked about how crowded the class is already, but you make room for five star guys. If he wants a spot at Oregon, I'm pretty confident in saying that he's going to have it. I don't think he's been out to Oregon before. The staff has uh, some pretty good ties in the Lone Star State. Um, you obviously have Will Stein, who was the uh, who is the offensive coordinator right now, and he was previously at UTSA. You also have Antonio Parks, who was at UTSA. He's one of the newer additions to the Oregon staff. I think he's someone um, that that uh, is doing a good job in, in helping Oregon recruit the state of Texas. They got Aaron Flowers, the Ducks did, um, out of, oh, I thought I, oh, Forney, Texas. I remember I went to a wedding kind of in that area, so I was trying to rack my brain. But the Ducks already have a couple of good safeties. Aaron Flowers is a, a blue chipper. Then you also have Kingston Lopa out of the Northern California area. And there's been some chatter about him playing linebacker because he's so big. I think he's 6'4", 6'5", safety. But the, the Ducks are going to try to pull off some, some fireworks. They're going to try to pull off some surprises in this class. Uh, I'm going to continue working on the, getting you guys the best visitor list I possibly can. That's why it's important that you follow me on social media, at Sports on both Twitter and Instagram. And then I'll have the the latest updates over on DucksDigest.com. Um, but there, I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of big names sneak in there. Phil Simon is one that looks like uh, I'm going to try to get confirmed. But there's there's some, I guess, momentum or at least buzz that he's going to be making it out for a visit this weekend, right, with that Roach interview that I mentioned. And then um, I think the Ducks want to add another big-time wide receiver. Uh, Jeremiah McClellan, the Ohio State wide receiver commit out of St. Louis, has been one. That has been on Oregon's radar for quite a while. Uh, he came out to Oregon, came out to Eugene for the Colorado game. That was kind of a last-minute addition, but I, I knew about that one and was sitting on it for a little bit. And there's been, a, you know, in previous conversations that I've had about Jeremiah McClellan with with some of my sources, they've been kind of telling me that hey, that USC game is a weekend to watch. And I mean, e even as recently as today, I, I was uh, I was hearing, I was told that. This is probably going to be the biggest recruiting weekend of the season for Oregon, um, right? We have that we have that late kickoff, seven thirty kick against USC. I, I know a lot of fans don't like those late kickoffs, and I guess it kind of doesn't make sense necessarily when you look at the caliber of the teams playing and how big of a matchup this is. 
Obviously, USC's lost a little bit of their appeal with how their season's going, but with that late kickoff, I think it is a tremendous asset to Oregon because they're going to be able to get a lot of top-tier guys on campus. They're already doing that, right? They're already working that, but if you don't kick off until 7.30, these guys are playing 7 o'clock on Friday nights. A lot of these guys are in the playoffs right now. A lot of the top-tier guys that Oregon wants are in the South. They're on the East Coast. They're they're scattered all out, all throughout the country, the Midwest, you know what have you. By having a late kickoff, you're just giving them more time to come out to Oregon. And I think this is a particular instance where you could see the late kickoff obviously really benefit Oregon because they don't usually have distance on their side. Little town in, in Western Oregon, not easy to fly into Eugene. A lot of these guys have to fly into Portland and then drive hour and a half, two hours to Eugene. So that's something that you got to think of. And I think that that's only going to help the increase the caliber of guys that are coming to town this weekend. Um, I'm not really hearing a whole lot of buzz as far as any commitments uh, looking likely, but I think that that's huge that the Ducks are going to get some big time guys. Uh, another one that I'm thinking you got to keep an eye on is Achilles Smith Jr. Uh, the 2025 Oregon quarterback commit out of San Diego, California, Lincoln High School. Um, I think he might be trying to make a, a trip out either for this game or maybe the Oregon State game based on what I've heard. So this is a, a really big opportunity for Oregon because they, they the, the Ducks did a really good job when, when they played USC last time in, in Yonson Stadium in Eugene in 2015 with Vernon Adams Jr. He diced up that Trojans defense for six passing touchdowns, I think, which tied a program record. And I think if you're Bo Nix and the rest of this Oregon offense, you got to be, you got to be licking your chops, looking at this USC defense because they've been all out of sorts all year. They really have. And then you fire your defensive coordinator. You figure that's a step in the right direction for USC, but you're not going to be, you're not going to become an elite defense from one week to the next, just because you fire your defensive coordinator. Um, I don't think that's the way it works. So I expect Oregon's offense to put on a show I'll have my score prediction story out on Ducks Digest tomorrow. That's Wednesday, November 8th. But whether it's Bo Nix and, and the Oregon offense, like the skill players, Troy Franklin, Tez Johnson coming off a huge game against Cal, 12 catches for 180 yards, also made some noise in the return game. Gary Bryant Jr., it'll be his first game playing against the Trojans. He transferred from USC this offseason, so... I think uh, I think that there's just so many opportunities for the Ducks to make statements here. November games are important, man. The, the Ducks have a very slim margin for error, but everything is still in front of them. Uh, I think USC is obviously a very dangerous team, albeit one-sided. The Ducks don't want to get themselves in a shootout because the, the Trojans have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner in Caleb Williams. It'll be his first time playing the Ducks. The Ducks haven't played USC since uh, 2020. And that game was out in L.A., and they, they took home a, a Pac-12 title. So the, the stakes aren't as high as that, but they are because you have not only the, the Pac-12 championship game, you know, that's, that's still right in front of you. You still got the playoffs right there in, in your sights as well, but you, you've got to take every game one week at a time, and that's definitely where Dan Lanyon has this, this team, has this squad taking things one game at a time. And USC's next, so the most important game is the next game, but carries a lot of extra importance, like I said, because of the guys on the roster, whether it's the staff or the players, plenty of Southern California ties. And, um, man, the, the Ducks would – sorry for the dog in the background. That's my buddy's dog. 
um, a guy Bowie. Um, it, it carries extra importance because the Ducks would love nothing more than to to get a win in that last matchup against USC while they're both in the Pac-12. They'll probably be playing each other. They're not playing each other in 2024 as of right now, but they're gonna they're gonna stay conference foes when they move uh, to the Big Ten in 2024. But huge opportunity for the Ducks. I'll have another episode probably. I got to figure out what my podcast sets, setup looks like later this week, but I'm going to try to get some more episodes out for you guys, see if I can collab with some other USC journalists. Uh, but man, that's all I have for you guys on today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Make sure you tap in with me on all social media platforms. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel on the road to 3K. Share the Ducks Dish Podcast with your friends, with your family, and with other Duck fans. But uh, until next time, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware.